So, indie folk artist Prateek Kuhan is back on the show talking about his latest record, Cold Mess. Knowing how much support his fan base has given him across the years, Prateek decided to release his new album straight to his loyal fans before anyone else. And he's currently on a house gig tour to promote Cold Mess. On this episode, we talk about that girl from Bushkar, the making of his new album in Nashville, A Broken Heart, and since we've been recording in my friend JJ's Island City studio, he has a baby grand piano that Pratik had to get his hands on. And we got to hear a very unique version of one of his songs. Hi, I'm Pratik Kohad and I'm on Made in India with me. And I'm going to play the song uh, from my last release, Cold Mess. It's called Did You Fall Apart? listening to me on Made in India. We're on Island City Studios. And in, right here, right now, we've got Prateek Kuhad, indie folk singer-songwriter. Who, this is your second time on my show, man. Yeah. Privilege, yeah. privilege. <laughs> you know what? I actually went back to that interview and I was, I, I kind of thought, man, I got so much more to ask him right now. 
So one of the things I also realized is that I actually said that I was going to come to Jaipur and have your mom's cooking. And I still, I've never been to Jaipur. No, still, yeah, even still. now. <laughs> and so I'm like ashamed. I need to plan this with you at some point. Yeah. And like come to your house. I, the, on the, there's actually a YouTube video where I think I said bacon barta instead of like bengan barta. Like so many like <laughs> random things in that interview that came up. And someone was like, who's going to make bacon barta? <laughs> like till now, I still, it's a dream. It's a dream mm-hmm. I have. I try very hard. But, um, there were some things that I, I think I want to like ask you again. One of them, which I got to say, I don't know. You will so dismiss me now. I know it. But we were talking about um, the first songs you ever wrote, right? Uh-huh. About love, girls, this and that. And you actually told me that the first song you ever wrote was about a girl in Pushkar. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Do you like, remember that's me one that? of the one of the first songs one, you yeah. ever wrote. Will you ever perform that song for me? You know, honestly, uh, I f- have forgotten that song. And I, at some point, try to find it also. Because I kind of wanted to. But I really don't, like... Like, I just do not remember it anymore. Seriously? Yeah. Wait, how long was this? Like, how long ago? I mean, this was, like... I was in school. I was in 11th grade. 11th or 12th. So that was, like, 17 or 18. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's really sweet. But why a girl from Pushkar? Like, you you were in school with her? Nah. It's just, like... Randomly. It's just, like, we were, like... Uh, I mean, it was like me and three of my friends and mm-hmm. we were there and we made friends with this group of like... Uh, girls? No, not just, like there was like two girls and a guy. Yeah. Like yeah. just these three people. We just kind of like... Didn't care about the guy. Just like <laughs> no, I mean, it was just like we just actually... It was nothing to do with like the girl or anything like that. It's just like yeah. we just like made friends with these bunch of random people and <laughs> Pushkar and you know, whatever. <laughs> so you wrote a song... I but got that... infatuated with this one random girl. Oh, man. And you know what? This is so nice, though, because the fact that you said that you went back to find that song, like, how, like, did you have it written down in some notepad? I recorded it somewhere, yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. At that time? Yeah, I mean, I had, uh, I don't know how, but I think I had, like, Garage Band, and I had Garage, garage band. band. And, like, I mean, I didn't have any gear, so I used to just, like, use the laptop microphone. So it's like really bad VR Super recording. Super basic. Yeah. yeah, man. That's kind of nice though. It's like nice to see like where your origin story, right? Mm. Where it all began. And uh, like I said, like I was sort of harping back to that old interview. And I think you and I bonded over um, a film that I loved, which was Piasa. Mm. We're talking about Gurudat and like mm-hmm. a beautiful a lyricist he is and mm. the amazing songs that he did. And it was like really fun. And you actually... Um, what I found super interesting was that you told me that you never mix your Hindi and your English songs. Like, they're not all on one album. Like, if mm. you're doing Hindi, you're doing mm. Hindi. If you're doing English, mm. you're doing English. Because you actually said that you're, um, the Hindi stuff and the English stuff are inspired, like, are very different. You write them differently. They're, mm. uh, the songs are inspired also differently. So mm. I wanted to understand what that process is for you when you're writing both. At least for me, like, because all the writing I do is so kind of flowy and instinctive it's just I don't really have like a blueprint for a song before I write it I mean Mm. I don't know where my influences are coming from and I feel like that's kind of the case with any sort of creative process and most artists it's just like Mm. you know it's just like your what you kind of like you know throw out you know on paper or whatever it's kind of like the culmination of so many years of experiences and what you've seen and heard and what you've been through and what you've watched and read like you know it's just so many different things like I don't know where it's coming from but uh but you know primarily I mean all my Hindi influences 
have been you know a lot of like old hindi music um a lot of like indie pop a oh, lot of yeah. songs from like film growing up yeah. because th- all of that is mostly while i was growing up from like age so like 5 like to like so like indie know, pop like lucky ali like lucky i was a huge and, lucky ali fan yeah. i loved strings like i loved jal atif yeah. aslam like just all that whole yeah. scene a lot of like films like which i really like the song soundtracks of like yeah. you know from back then like there was this film called jhankar beats like i remember being obsessed with oh, the soundtrack wow. of that for me it was dil chahta hai dil man. chahta hai was beautiful like uh, dil se was beautiful i mean yeah. a lot of like the older like rehman soundtracks were like phenomenal yeah um so you know i mean i heard all of that a lot so like growing up there was a lot of that and a lot of like rock music and a lot of like metal and yeah. a lot of like classic rock you know but uh, but that that was it pretty much you yeah. know and then it's when i went to college is when like uh and and it's not like i didn't write like english songs before college i did like try my hand a couple of times and stuff but i mean i don't think anything had any specific yeah. sound back then anything i wrote and college in new york right college in new york is when i kind of got obsessed with elliot smith so yeah. that's where like that was like my first introduction oh, to like so, folk music he's so good he's just insane yeah. and like that was my first introduction to like folk music in general and then uh then it just like took off from there then that was like yeah. a completely different phase of my life i started listening to a completely different sort of music mm. and uh just very specifically to a lot of folk music from before contemporary folk music like just mm. there was a lot of that for a while yeah so i think my roots kind of like are a little bit divided in that sense but at the same time like you know like there's also a lot of like cross assimilation yeah. like it's just one feeds into the other i'm of sure course, at some yeah. level so it's not like very specific because uh, i feel like there is definitely like a lot of i mean it's not like my hindi songs are wildly different from my english songs you know no. sound and like overall vibe wise and i don't really want it to be that way you yeah. know i just want to like i mean i like to i really believe like language within like songwriting is mainly a form of expression and i mean like you know i'm equally comfortable as a speaker and a writer yeah. and like english and hindi both so i want to be able to express in both languages equally and unbiasedly and yeah. you know but that being said i have a certain history and i have a certain set culture so how that is subconsciously biasing me i can't say for sure but you know No, I get that. I think even for me, so I was, you know, I was so into so many different kinds of music like when I was like a kid and growing up because like my my mom was like really into like soul and funk and like, you know, like and so for me, and she liked pop a lot. So I like mm-hmm. but when I went to college, like when you were talking about like Elliot Smith and for me it was like Snow Patrol and Jeff Buckley and all these artists mm-hmm. that I was like, "Oh my god, there's so much to listen to." And I just I would I would drown myself in it because I just mm-hmm. I'd be obsessed and I'd be listening to the same songs and the same playlists again and whatever. I still remember like when I got obsessed with um Kasabian, I I heard the song through my neighbor's wall and I'm like I'm literally like come out of the bathroom and I'm like What is this song? Like I'm literally listening to it and going, "Oh my god!" I was like, had my ear against the his wall, <laughs> going, "I must listen to this song. Let me put some clothes on, and then I will go <laughs> to his room and find out what this damn song mm-hmm. is." Um, so you've just actually the reason why I'm talking to you today is because you released a new album mm. called Cold Slash Mess. Mm. What's with the slashes, dude? Uh, I mean. <laughs> So I mean if you look at the EP and the track listing yeah, it's yeah. like the first three songs are with slashes and the next yeah, three are not yeah. and like that's kind of like a division in terms of like it's like 
it's kind of like two phases of the mm-hmm. narrative i'm trying to tell yeah and uh, the first phase is all with like slashes and to me that kind of i mean what i'm wanted to kind of like it all kind of happened by accident i mean it started with yeah. like cold mess just being written that way as a title as a song way back when i started playing it live because oh. I wanted to call it cold but I also wanted to call it mess and I didn't really know so I just started calling Oh so it the slab was kind of like it started okay, with that. So when you have like untitled one and something like that, so you had like two different titles yeah, it kind of was one. like just un, like it was like untitled like exactly yeah. I didn't know what to name it so I named it cold slash mess because cold was mm-hmm. a weird title and mess was a weird, I mean and you know it's just like, yeah, like to I me both between. words were really important and for some reason and I was somehow. trying to figure out yeah. so I literally actually Now that you say it, I think that's literally how I put it down there for the first time because it's like when you're doing like demos on iPhone, yeah, like yeah. as voice recording, there are songs that are titled as like unti- like you know whatever, like yeah. untitled or something yeah, like that yeah. as well. But with cold mess, I just did like slash mess because it just because you're like oh, I'll, and then I'll I actually started calling it that, and then I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I can just call it that. It why is. not? Like why can I not use a slash? Actually, and then the whole like EP when it was being built, yeah, like. Uh, Uh, like did you fall apart did not have a slash initially it was just did yeah. you but i added it because it kind of belongs to that narrative of those three songs together with nice. you for you also just ended up being like that yeah. like it's just like when i wrote the song and it is the newest song on the ep in terms of when i wrote it i wrote it last year oh nice and that one also just had a slash because i wanted to add it to the title so this album it's been what like 3 years since you released an album mm. and now this has come out like this mm. year and so Um I heard the whole thing and and it's so different from like some of the stuff that like production wise like what you've done before. And um my three favorite songs, Thrani I'm really like Fighter. Mm. That song, I felt like I was having like open heart surgery dude. Like it was <laughs> literally like that's how I felt when I heard that song. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, when you've got like it's like local anesthesia so you're like half awake and you're like what are you doing to me man? What's going on? <laughs> And then um the other two songs are with you for you and did you fall mm-hmm. apart those were my like absolute favorites mm-hmm. man but fighter it was so it's kind of like a heartbreak album like that's how mm-hmm. i felt yeah. it's true yeah. yeah yeah it is a heartbreak mm-hmm. album girl broke your heart you broke her heart i think we just broke each other's hearts are you pom pom so actually you know what let's listen to one of the songs from the album what are you yeah. going to perform for me first yeah maybe maybe i'll start with fighter oh my god open house surgery <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell me a little bit about Fighter? Because uh, you were performing this song for quite some time, I think. And the awesome thing is, for your time, you played on my the last episode, yeah. like the of Maiden in there, which was episode sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anyone wants to check it out, and you played for your time, so it was such a different version of the song that I had heard. So mm-hmm. for your time, Fighter also I've seen you perform live, mm-hmm. and so these you'd been like. These had been They've part been of your like for repertoire yeah. for quite yeah. a while. I mean, there's so many more new songs that I decided to not put on this rep record. Seriously, because uh, these just work together. I don't know. Yeah. Just kind of like I mean, it's like it lit. It tells like. They tell the kind of story, like the narrative for me for the past like three four years. I mean, three years since like 2015 till like no to, yeah like late 2014 till like last year. Wow. Yeah, it kind of tells that like that time. basically tells that whole yeah. period of time. It just so, happens they happen to be I mean I've written like probably like 60 other songs during that time. But wow. uh it just comes flowing out of you I guess. I mean I just write a lot. I mean I just like writing. Yeah. That's what I do. So <laughs> but uh, not all of them are going to end up coming out or whatever, but I'm just saying yeah. that like yeah. 
Okay, so you're gonna play Fire. Do you want to tell yeah. me about the song a little bit? I mean, you know, it's uh, it's kind of about hope. Aww. Yeah. Open and close, I'm fine. Believe me, it's cold and empty skies. You see, my fingers will hold your hands. Believe. Close, 
That was Pratik Kuhad with Fighter from his latest album, Cold Mess. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, we're back. Uh, I got Pratik Kuhad in the studio and he just performed a song from his uh, brand new album called Cold Mess. You said that there is a um, the slash songs and the non-slash songs. Mm. What What's the difference between those songs that you had written and the, <laughs> the ones that are non-slashy? <laughs> it makes it I sound mean, super weird. No. Uh, yeah. yeah. So initially, like, I actually, I mean, Cold Mess kind of like built itself around the song Cold Mess. And, yeah. Uh, that was a slash. And then like, With You For You was a slash. Yeah. And then like, I thought like, maybe I should make all of them like that. Uh, oh. But then I kind of like realized like when I was started like putting them in order, like it all happened like very like gradually, like yeah, in terms yeah. of like the songs coming together with me even realizing that they're actually forming a narrative. Initially, they were just supposed to be uh, six songs that I really like that worked together for oh, some wow. reason that I wanted to put out. It was simply that. But then and, there was like a thread kind of like. But then like when I started thinking about it and I remember I was writing this like concept note about the EP for... Uh, like a producer and uh, you know that I wanted to work with and uh, just generally like for press etc like mm. you know you just kind of like want to like put things down on paper and yeah, exactly. the first time I was doing that uh, which was like late last year um, I think like October November last year even before we got in the studio to track it down is when yeah. I kind of realized that like that damn they actually are telling this thing that you know I went through like you know you I mean I knew story. they were all like personal yeah, yeah, songs yeah. but I didn't know that they were actually forming like a narrative like that's kind of interesting that you so, like suddenly realized that this is telling yeah. a story and it was your story yeah. during those three years yeah that's and I nice. instinctively I think just picked these songs because yeah. you know I, I wanted to put them out I thought they all worked together for some reason mm. And they uh, kind of like all were very personal to me. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like I'm not only writing like personal songs. I write songs yeah. a lot of times just which are not, you know, very personal. They're like yeah. partly fictional and like or like primarily fictional. Yeah. And, like these ones are like quite creative liberty. And yeah. 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 Where like it's like a skill for me. I mean, I do it as a profession. Right. So, yeah. Like, I'm always absolutely. like writing, like pushing myself to write as much as I can so yeah. I can keep getting better. And, you know exploring different kinds of themes and stuff yeah. but with this it happened like that and and yeah but then I removed the slashes for those three because those three gonna tell like I mean it's kind of like chronologically the EP is flows in like the reverse direction yeah because actually the last time we spoke that. I mean, yeah for your time and fighter because I remember you telling me um that when you had gone to record in Rio at Toka do Bandido mm. studio, right? Mm. And For Your Time and Fighter were two of the songs that you were mm. working on. You'd recorded there as well. Yeah, yeah. And this was part of the Converse Rubber Tracks, right? Mm. And um, at that time when I'd asked you, like, oh, what are you going to do with these two songs? And you're like, I have no idea. Like, you you just kept like, I have no clue. I don't know what I'm yeah. going to do. But I, you were performing them yeah. on your... Yeah. <laughs> you performed them on your set, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, and then now it's part of when I saw the two songs on the album, I was like, wait a minute, yeah. they're songs, yeah, they're really old songs. songs, yeah. And it's funny, I've written so many, and it's funny, With You for You is like it was written last year, 
you know oh, wow it's pretty so nice the first three songs are more of kind of like the transition into the relationship the specific relationship yeah that i'm talking about on the ep and they kind of like the build up to that and the transition into it yeah or like from wherever i was to like getting into that yeah and uh which is why they don't have the slashes because they're simpler and they're less conflicting and less dichotomous yeah and with cold messages when that you know you're in full swing into that relationship yeah yeah and then the next two songs are kind of like the aftermath the wow. kind of like it winding down and ending you know wow man so, that's like yeah so does the person who the songs about know that this album's about your relationship mhm yeah mm-hmm. and what do you think of the songs um yeah you, have, you haven't spoken to her i mean once and now yeah, I mean, she said like so it's all right it's fine yeah whatever no I mean, <laughs> actually i don't remember like when she did like, like one tear come down i don't know i just messaged it to her you know like oh, <laughs> i really? just like we we just had oh like my god did you get like no reply on whatsapp like, no, 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 no 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 blue ticks no. she saw it no she re- reply. she replied but uh, oh, we pro- okay. talked about it a little bit but like i i i'd have to look at that conversation again i don't know exactly <laughs> what she said but like i mean she's always known like even when yeah, i was writing them writing they're so a lo- long time i mean you know like a lot of them were written during it was going on and like oh. so like she knows like you know and wow. she's already told me what she thinks of them i mean it it's not something was it good or was it bad It was uh, what the EPS man. <laughs> Cold mess. I mean, it was uh, intense. It was very intense. Oh yeah. yeah. And deep. It was up and down. Yeah. Friggin' deep. Actually, I was talking to you about this. Like one of the things that really hit me is just how different your production sounds on this album. And you worked with Peter Grunwald and uh, Conrad Snyder, right? Yes. And both of them are from Nashville. So yeah. how did that collaboration happen with? So with actually, them? with you for you is like uh, I mean, I'd kind of like written that song like mostly like I'd written the choruses and yeah. like kind of like. Uh, and then uh, I was doing songwriting sessions in Nashville last year, nice. and I was just working with different songwriters and producers. And one of the sessions I did was with Peter and Conrad, and they kind of like worked together a lot. Mm. And uh, those were three of us in a room, and I was like, oh, you know what? Like, uh, I have this song, and like, you know, you guys want to like try to like see if you can do something, do something you know, like finish it or whatever. Yeah. And then they helped me finish it that day, and that day we tracked it in the studio. What? And, That's amazing. Uh, and we had a demo of the song, and the demo is like very, like it's pretty much this song that's been on the record. We like changed some parts around, That's but amazing. like the original like vocals and the guitars and the drums up like All from that version, and then we like changed some of the overdubs and like cleaned it up a little bit. But wow. when I had the demo, I was like, damn, like this is great, and this belongs to the EP. Like yeah. till then the EP had like five songs like Cold Messer was like a set of yeah. five songs all yeah. these five except with you for you and this was the latest edition after that session we did last year because wow. I was just like damn this is really great and that's when I decided to work with them as producers as well because uh, I just like I had a really good time like with yeah. them in the studio and they both baller at what they do. Really cuz like you know I'm listening to this and um like one of the things that obviously just becomes such a a big part is um there's like there's more keys man there's like mm. hearing more keys on your album mm. and and I when I looked up um Peter like there's just a picture of him on his website playing keys with like keyboards around him mm. like everywhere in a studio yeah. so what's the um second song you're going to play for me today uh 
So let's see. So uh, let me play like with you for you. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, you seem to be okay. Your sweet taste in my mouth stays. I'll be waiting in the corner for you. No mindless, I'm just mindless. Put cellophane on my mouth and kiss. This love is lying in the corner for you. True. 
Pratik there with With You, For You. We'll be back after this break. Hey, we're back with Pratik here on Made in India. We've been listening to him play songs from his brand new album called Cold Mess. Um, you know, um, something super different about even how you're releasing this album because you've kept it really fan-centric. You went all Beyonce on this album. Mm. Yeah, you. And, um, I mean, lots of people have done surprise releases. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of I mean, nice. Beyonce's awesome, but you know. She's pretty awesome. like She's baller, dude. I can't like, be compared to her. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, she's <laughs> Beyonce, dude. <laughs> For things like never in my life have I been compared to Beyonce. <laughs> Now I'm going to just put like a picture of this you and Beyonce. <laughs> like that. That's how my Facebook meme or whatever. <laughs> so um, you actually sent this album to like your fan mailing list, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you sort of like that. I want to give back to my fans in some way who've been super supportive. And so how did this happen? Like, how do you just go? Maybe I should do it this way. Uh, I think like Dhruv floated the idea of kind of like just letting the fans announce Dhruv Singh, it. who's your manager? Who's my manager, Dhruv yeah. Singh, yeah. I mean, uh, so it was never actually like the, the the surprise release thing was not the point. Actually, it was never yeah. the point. The point, uh, we started with like uh, Dhruv Singh one day like floating the idea that, you know, maybe we should get fans to announce it. Like, you know, we have That's a, such a cool you idea. have a yeah. bunch of fans and it'd be cool to send it to them and just have them announce it for yeah. you on your behalf. And I was like, that that's super special and awesome. So yeah. when we started like working backwards from that, it just had to be a surprise release, you know? I mean, otherwise nice, it's yeah. not the fans announcing it. If I announced, put out a single and said, oh, we're putting it out on the 14th, yeah. then it's not like the fans announcing it and actually making it about... So on the about 13th, them. when the album actually... EP album man I'm, I'm yeah, also man, like, like, like guess, but whatever yeah. Coleman when Cold Mess, Mess kind of yeah. like went out to uh, everybody on my mailing list like I didn't say anything about it for a day till the 14th when I officially announced it on Facebook oh. you know so I we wanted to give it a date just let them put it out and like talk about it talk about it the way they yeah. wanted to and that's all so um, this thing about keeping it about the fans right um you're actually doing a whole bunch of house gigs in the homes of your fans. Hmm. Is that is that correct? That's mm-hmm. really cool. How do you pick which fans when to do this? Is it like a potluck kind of thing? Mm. Do you pick which you give them a questionnaire and find out which one's the least creepiest? Like what, like how how do you pick which fans are gonna have your house gigs at? Uh, the ones that are the biggest houses. I don't, I don't even know. So um, I mean. So, I mean, the reason we're doing house gigs yeah, is yeah. pretty, like, I mean, I wanted to do that because that's, like, my favorite way to play shows. Yeah. Like, I don't like playing live so much. I think I've been pretty, like... There's an intimacy vocal. there that's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and playing, like, live on stage with, like, sound and, like, in-ears and, like, all this other, like, nonsense coming in between me and, like, me performing is, like, yeah. it's, like, still, like, even after playing, like over a hundred shows or whatever like however many I've played like I still find it like not ideal like I don't I don't like it so much personally like you know I get up with things and do it and sometimes it's a good day sometimes it's a bad day whatever Mm -hmm. but like like it's not like the most fun thing for me to do versus you know like being in the studio and being in my comfort zone and like writing I love that shit Uh, it's like my most comfortable way to sing and play like I just feel like I can like do a bit that's the best I can do right now 
Like that's yeah. my like the best performance I can give is to some like thirty people in a room or like acoustically because like when I don't have to deal with all that other stuff about like sound and having yeah. that distance and all of that like I just like perform very naturally like you know I don't have to think too much I'm not worried about making mistakes I can you know like I I can like really mold and like. make the set flow in a certain way yeah. exactly the way i want i don't have to be worried about like being in sync with my band or being in sync yeah. with like the sound or if things are not right i don't have to worry about anything because what i'm listening to is what everybody else is hearing and it's just yeah. simple and it's pure and and to me i think like because i perform well it just ends up translating so much better and like people get impacted so much more and like i mean that's the point right of a yeah, performance of like you know i mean i want to Uh, and it's always been about the songs for me, and I also kind of like playing solo for that reason. Like I want like to also like not. I want to be as a musician. I don't want to be dependent on a band to make my like performance sound big. Like yeah. my songs should be able to speak for themselves. Yeah. So if they're not working in this setup, then something's wrong. You know what I mean? So your band is like—is it still Nickel? Nickel and Gold, and yeah. Like and I love playing with my oh. band as well. Like, I mean, you know, like I, I was thinking that you like throwing Nickel and through like straight. No, out no, no. We're not going to stop doing band shows. It's not about yeah, that. Yeah. But it's just that, like, you know, at the end of the day, I write these songs alone in a bedroom, and I'm not like the most, you know, like socially comfortable person. <laughs> so, like, being on stage and like that whole thing is like in any yeah. case intimidating for me. So there's just so many barriers which all get cut off in this setting. I also saw that um uh, this and this again is so amazing and so telling of like how uh, you know people do love your music which is that there was a a tweet that uh mentions about um a couple celebrated like their 50th wedding anniversary and like your songs were their soundtrack I don't know about this Oh really yeah. there was a tweet that like mentioned that that your songs were the soundtrack to this couple's like 50th oh, anniversary. It's kind of sweet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's so cute." Mm. Like adorable. They should totally turn up for your gigs. <laughs> Last song, what you going to play? Yeah. Um uh I'll just play like the you know, Cold Mess. Yeah. The main guy. Yeah. feel cold I keep you close And if I could hold you and take you Mm-hmm. 
with your breath Just wait just like It was Friday night And all the lights Will blind me dry And my lullaby Is your side And I can feel it When you cry I wish I could leave you my love But my heart is a mess My days they begin with your name And nights and Wish I could leave you my love, but my heart is a mess. My days they begin with your name and nights and with your breath. With your breath. Wish I could leave you my love, but my heart is a mess. The days they begin with your name and nights and with your breath. I wish I could. Cold Mass by Pratik Kuhar from his album Cold Mass. <laughs> um, so lastly, if people want to actually check out your album, find out your tour dates and where you're going to be, how do they go about doing that, man? My website. Pratikuhar.com. Yes. Boom. It's boom. Thanks, man, yeah, for being on the show. All the tour dates are on there. Everything's Every, on there, right? Everything's on there. Like, oh, fantastic. Hey, thanks for being on the show, dude. This really yeah, fun. Yeah, for sure. It was... Two times. For me as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! All right. That was Patiku Hot on Made in India. Thanks so much to JJ and his team for setting up their piano last minute for Patik's session. It was bellissimo. Tune in next week to a very emotional interview with Dhruv Vishwanath as we talk about some new music he's working on. For now, subscribe to the Made in India YouTube channel for some behind-the-scenes stuff or pop on over to our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And now, it's time for me to say bye-bye.